I like doing this, getting a, a report from someone who knows, someone who's inside the system, someone who's going through this every day, somebody who's working in our healthcare system as we continue to pile it on every single day. It goes more and more. So right now we're going to chat with Dr. Sean Van Diepen, who is an Edmonton critical care specialist. Uh, Doc, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. Give me an update. Uh, Where are we? What's going on in hospitals right now? How bad has it got? The system is really, really stressed. Um, Our regular units are full of patients with COVID-19, and we've had to open additional units, and that's come at a cost. So what I mean by that is... um, uh, non-traditional critical care spaces or other specialty critical care spaces have been taken over and made into uh, ad hoc COVID critical care units in order to care for these people. And that's really come at a cost. Um, you can't just open units or add nurses and doctors without cancelling something else. Yeah. Um, we've had a major, major reduction in diagnostic, therapeutic, and even life-saving um, uh, surgeries in order to care for these uh, people. Obviously, these nurses have to come from somewhere, and so nurses with any past uh, critical care training are being redeployed uh, to care for these patients in, uh, in, uh, in the ICUs. And you know what, this, this wave is much, much different um, than the other waves. Obviously, there's a frustration that um, this is primarily unvaccinated. I would say 100% of the patients I've taken care of um, in the last uh, two months have been unvaccinated. And I know the AHS publishes their stats uh, that it's a little less than that, but my personal experience, it's all unvaccinated. Yeah, it's well over 90% in the ICU that are unvaccinated. I mean, yeah, I mean, the evidence is there, Doc. Um, Just to get a little more in detail, like, we know that they've expanded ICU. Typically, we run about 175, and they've now pushed it up over over 200 and something. Um, But like you say, it's not just opening up a new bed, right? It's the staffing. How, How much... How much more expansion is possible? That's a great question. It's not necessarily the limits in beds. There are other, we can add a number of other units. My biggest concern is the number of people. And the number of people are far lower than the previous waves because of nursing uh, burnout. In the units I've worked in, we've lost 10 and up to 20% of our experienced, competent, long-term critical care nurses for a lot of reasons. Some have taken mental health leave, burnout. Uh, They've left the profession altogether. They've gone out of scope because they're just tired. Um, And so when you're trying to respond to a fourth wave that can be much bigger than the first three, and then you reduce the pool of nurses by 10 or 20 percent, this you know, I can't give you an exact number, but it's going to be far more difficult this time. Are we getting close, though? I mean, is it at a point where, okay, expansion doesn't happen, and now we're back into that situation where we're looking at field hospitals and worse? I don't think, uh, just speaking to the University of Alberta, we have other expansion plans available, but okay. I think it is very likely that if we continue at this rate um, unchecked, that we'll be able to care for them, but we won't have the same level of expertise of care at the bedside. Uh, and that's, that's, a real, uh, that's a real possibility. I can't tell you if that's going to be in a, a week or three weeks, but um, if the projections uh, and the growth remain um, unchecked, uh, that is a possibility. Can you give me a, a definition here? All urgent and emergent procedures, as well as prioritized cancer surgeries, are continuing. What, what's the cutoff? What's an urgent or emergent procedure? And what is considered to be an elective? Like, what kind of people can be reassured that, hey, you know what, you're going to get the care that you need, but, you know, maybe you're not, like, what, what's that defining line? 
Well, it depends on the uh, the underlying condition and how long they can wait. So I'll speak. I work in uh, the cardiovascular surgical unit. So um, right now, all the urgent ones are being independently adjudicated by a, a team of physicians and surgeons looking at them how how long do they think they can wait based on their symptoms, based on the testing they've had done. Um, people with cardiovascular disease that are in hospital are, are urgent, uh, waiting for the surgery. They're going to be done, but they just may not be done um, uh, as quickly as possible. Now, with that being said, there's still possibilities for things to go wrong. I've personally taken care of patients that were thought to be well, that have deteriorated to the point that they were no longer a surgical candidate. And I've also taken care of people that were previously well as, a, as an outpatient, uh, but they had uh, their testing was delayed to the point where they were no longer a candidate for potentially uh, life-prolonging or life-saving surgery. So, you know, we do the best we can, but there's um, there's no guarantee that we're going to be able to get everyone done in um, in a timely fashion. Okay, last one, and then we'll let you get back to it. When we talk about you know COVID cases up, there's this many COVID cases in the ICU. ICUs are stressed, and we're pulling resources from other areas. We're talking about the healthcare system as one living entity, right? And all aspects of it, of a hospital, are affected by this, right? I mean, there's no ward that's untouched due to a resource shift or whatever the case may be. This affects everything that happens within the building you work in. Exactly. Yep. It's it's like robbing Peter to pay Paul. I mean, everything comes at a cost. Um, Doc, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us. You're very welcome. And thank you for the work you're doing. Keep it up. Appreciate it. Take care. That's Dr. Sean Van Diepen, who is an Edmonton critical care specialist.